Hey, everybody, this is Clay Cross, and you are listening to the Christian Guys Podcast. On today's show, we interview CCM artist Clay Cross. And welcome back to another episode of the Christian Music Guys podcast, the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. So guys, I was reading an internet article that I found yesterday that I thought was awesome. I want to share with you guys, give you an idea for a present for your wives this year. The Idaho Potato Commission has come out with I a don't even... per- perfume called Frites by Idaho. It is a French fry scented perfume that comes in this really fancy bottle. It looks French and just looks super fancy, but it smells like French fries. I would just go to like White Castle or something like that and walk in and stay for a minute and then leave. (laughs) And I smell like French fries. Like that's all I need to do. Well, it's funny That's... because the whole the whole it was kind of a gimmick. I think they originally did it for Valentine's Day, and they saw that it was actually selling. Uh, and their whole tagline is "The smell of French fries is too good to resist." Um, so I guess we could test it out. I mean, imagine if you went home and you smelled French fries, and you were really excited. You're thinking, "Oh man, I'm gonna have French fries for dinner," and you're like, "And you, then you'd be trying to like, dunk." Oh, just my just my perfume we're having salad it'd be kind of disappointing so yeah if i came home smelling french fries and wait so wait hold on hold on is it a women's perfume or is it a male's parfum it says it's perfume listen you know it does make sense because all of the fancy perfumes are french and it is french fries so it's kind of fancy is there like different styles like McDonald's scents or rallies or you know? That's a good question. I could That's get behind question. rallies flavored or scented I perfume could too. Yes. Rallies or Penn Station. Even DQ's oh. fries. They smell they have a good smell. Five guys French fries scented. Oh flavor. no. I had those today. Ugh. Yeah, no, like they're them. not that great. They're not that good. Overrated. Now if Wendy's comes out with Fry scented perfume, I'd throw that trash away. <laughs> this is turning into a throwdown war against <laughs> fast food establishments. So we sat down with Clay Cross, and Clay has been around since the early 90s, has released 19 singles for the radio, and has won four Dove Awards, including New Artist of the Year back in the 90s, with songs like I Surrender All. Uh, he walked a mile, the rock that was rode away, midnight cry. So many songs, so many hits. So, Jesse, you talked in the interview about the fashion statement that Mister Cross had back in the '90s with his hair and with the style that you know he put forth. Yeah, and I mean, let a, not just his fashion, but I mean, Clay Cross. That's just a pretty cool name. I wish I would have asked him about that. But yeah, we we talked about his style choices at the time. I remember that being, I don't even know what to say. He, it's kind of like the Zach Morris, right? <laughs> he had like the Zach Morris thing. He did. By the bell. He did. He did. But he was a great, great interview, great humble man, and really just an honor to sit down with somebody that we grew up listening to 
And so hope you guys enjoy the interview with Clay Cross. Clay, thank you so much for taking your time. I was Facebook stalking you, and I I saw that you worked, well, for FedEx many years ago, and then you worked for a place called Liberty Land Theme Park. What's (laughs) what's that about? Liberty Not exactly in that order, but uh, yes, I I just decided recently to go ahead and include Liberty Land on my uh, past experience. It it used to be a theme park in Memphis, Tennessee, where I grew up, Um, and... um, they, you know, they had rides and, and shows, and I worked for two summers in the shows out there. One summer, okay. I was in, one summer I was in the country music show, and then the next year there was a patriotic-type show they did, and I, so I was in that all summer long. It was, those were formative years, and it was, you know, it was cool just to have – that was the first job that I ever had that was had to do with my singing. You know, I'd, I had other jobs, grocery stores and restaurants and things, but – to um, have to show up on time and and have to rehearse and be ready and be professional for all the, because it's like four shows a day, little mm. short shows they put on, 25-minute shows. But, you know, you had to be ready and and, and do it. So I, I appreciate those years, made some good friends there at Liberty Land. It no longer exists, but um, okay. it, was a, it was a cool place for a while. Did they ever try to put you in a costume? Oh, yeah. It was, it was yeah. pretty much, yeah. I mean, the, you know, the country music show... Well, yeah, I mean, like a costume, like an music. animal or something. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I got out of that task. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there were those, yes, walking around the, the park, yes, but I was strictly <laughs> in the shows. So. That's good. Gotcha. <laughs> so, Clay, how did you get your start in the CCM realm? Well, I met the right person. Um, you all familiar with the name Gary McSpadden? It sounds familiar. He was in the Gaither vocal band. He was actually in the Oak Ridge Boys years ago, and he was in the Gaither vocal band and really some of the mm. uh, the golden years of, of 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 that trio with with Bill and Gloria and and himself. And um, then he went solo, and he was coming to Memphis to do an appearance at one of the churches in Memphis, and I just happened to see it in the newspaper. And um, so I went over and. Um, you know, enjoyed the performance and all, but I, I wanted to meet him afterwards. So I just, I was that guy hanging around at the, at the product table, you know, the last person to want to talk to him. And, uh, I met him and I had a demo tape that I put in his hand of something that I had recorded. And, um, sure enough, he, he liked it. And even, even that night on the, on the drive, um, to his hotel, as the story goes, he pulled the car over and, 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 uh, called his, his son-in-law and said, man, we got to, we got to get involved with this, with this young man. Uh, I think, you know, he really liked my voice. And, um, so that was that, you know, it didn't happen overnight, but, uh, he and his son-in-law and his son, his son is Sean McSpadden and his son-in-law is Ron Smith. And they had, um, a publishing company and a management company. And, you know, they invited me to Nashville to meet them. And it was the start of a long relationship. Um, But it, like I said, it wasn't overnight. It was several years from that point that actually, you know, they helped me secure a, a record deal at Reunion Records and, you know, did my first CD. Uh, my Places With You was that the title of that CD and mm-hmm. it came out in 94. And that's when I got to leave my day job with FedEx. FedEx came after Liberty Lane. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, but it, that's that's a really quick 
story of how I got into it because years before that, man, I'm trying to sing in contests and, uh, you know, singing in every wedding and funeral that someone would invite me to sing at and, you know, doing specials at church and, um, you know, different groups in college. So, um, but meeting those guys in Nashville and becoming friends with them and, and eventually me and my wife, Renee, moving to Nashville, um, that's really when God started to open the doors. So um, I'll forever be grateful that it happened. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, Clay, in I, I remember one of my I think my earliest memory of you uh, was early 90s. Uh, Time to believe yeah. we had the tape and we would play it in our minivan all the time. Yeah. The, you know, we would take turns passing around the lyrics uh, paper uh, and we, you know, each kid would get to read the lyrics. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I just remember thinking, man, who is this Christian music fashion icon? Because in my family and in my school, we went to a, now we went to a small private school. But I remember that haircut <laughs> on that album. My brother, Jacob, right here. I remember him saying, "Mom," because she cut our hair. Can you give me the clay cross? Yes, I wanted the clay cross. So, so I wanted my hair blonde uh, too. With, there are pictures of him with red hair trying the clay cross. So, um, uh, so they have been. Did you realize burned. you were a trendsetter? I did not realize that. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about music, man. I was, I was about to start singing. I sit woman <laughs> on the river. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I, I had I had a little more hair to work with back then. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, good times. Another yeah. another life, brother. I say, that was another life. Great out. Al- That's a great <laughs> album, though. So, oh, thank wanted to ask you my my favorite song of your yours is your your um I guess your your biggest hit that I would consider your biggest hit is I surrender all. So what's yeah. what's the story behind that, and how did that how did that become? Oh my goodness! Um, you know, my publishing company, um, those guys I mentioned before, Ron and Sean, were telling me about this songwriter that they had named Reggie Ham, and that the he had written this um, this great power ballad. He wrote it along with a friend of his, uh, David Moffat, and uh, they played it for me. And I was just blown away at the power of it. There's something about that song that I, I'm i astounded to this day whenever I sing it, the effectiveness of it and the impact it has on people. And, and really, over the years, how the lyrics even uh, challenge me to this day. You know, I can't sing that song without being challenged myself. Right. That second verse, you know, talking about that it's that it's not about possessions. It's not about my fame. It's not about anything about me. But I surrender all mm-hmm. to you. And um, so that you're not wrong. That was the biggest um, hit that I had in terms of just impact. I had other number ones over the years. Mm-hmm. Right. Th- thankful for all of them. Um, but that one is definitely the one that that people ask me about the most. And um, so I'm, I'm thankful mm-hmm. to it. Definitely get the high notes on that song. Oh yeah, man! Some good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Thank so, you. what's it like for 
Mark Lowry to spoof your song. I mean, when oh. that came out, I was like, whoa. And actually, we interviewed Bob Smiley a few weeks ago, and he was telling us how he was on tour with you for, I think it was like a Christmas or something. And he said that people would come up and and say to you, I want you to sing the I Can Eat It All song. Well, <laughs> really, and some people were not happy about it. They thought it mm. was you know, borderline blasphemy for, for there to yeah, be a right. song making light of such a powerful song, I Surrender All. But, hey, I was honored that Mark and Mark chose it, and I even uh, yeah. me, he even put me in the music video. I never sang yeah. it, though. Never, I, don't, I don't even know all the lyrics to it, but um, <laughs> that's funny. You know, and Mark and I became friends over the years and got to got to do some things, got to go to Haiti with him and um, awesome. on, on kind of a mission trip with World Vision. And um, he's He's now, he's come to my church and sang before. Um, and I just, uh, anyway, you know, that, that I can eat it all was, <laughs> that's back when he was doing those parodies. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but some people didn't like it. Some people were like, how could, they asked me, how could I allow it? I said, well, uh-huh. really, I, I had no say in it. You know, <laughs> like right. songwriter of the song, <laughs> you should have stopped it. I'm like, I don't have the power you think I have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He he covered, he right. spoofed a lot of songs that he were, did. you know, um, big back in the day. Face in this world <laughs> or mm-hmm. something. Oh, yeah. He did a Michael W. Smith's a Sandy Patty song too. Yeah. The Date Adventure, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in a, you're in a, uh, quite a, um, an, an honored group of people there to, to have your name with, with those guys to have their songs. Spoofed. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> It's an honor. It's it an honor, is. Right? And I, the whole season was just an honor for me. When I say season, it was about a decade of just rubbing shoulders with, mm. you know, some of the greats of contemporary Christian yeah. music yeah. from Sandy to Amy to Michael to Stephen, uh, Carmen, and, you know, uh, the For Him guys and Point of Grace Girls and uh, New Song. And I, I know I'm missing some, but I, I tour with just um, some amazing people. You know, I think of Nicole Nordeman and um, Jackie Velasquez and, you know, the band Sunday Drive and mm-hmm. Twyla Paris. You know, my first tour that I ever did was with Twyla. I opened for Twyla and Phil Kagey. So some some legends there. And I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. This, I'm this young kid from Memphis trying to figure out, hey, what's what's life on the road like to sing in a different town every night? You know, yeah, yeah. Young, young kid from Memphis, but. Brother, you had the hair. Okay. You, you had well, hair. I wouldn't. Yeah, I owe it all to the hair, actually. Yeah, it never Come on. Uh, so you mentioned for him. And actually, I think the first time I ever saw you in concert, I, my memory is that you were with for him. Yeah. And I think it was at a church in Kentucky. Oh. Um, I, I don't remember. It's it's I think that's my memory. Uh, but when it's the first time I heard the song. He walked a mile. And that's my favorite song. So if you would, I'd like to hear this kind of the story behind that one. I thought you were going to say, if you will, I'd like for you to hear you sing it. Uh, no. <laughs> well, that too. Uh, no. so for either him or, or. was the second big tour that I was invited to be a part of. Like my first couple of year, year and a half out, I was with Twyla and Phil. And then for him invited me to open for them and Kathy Tricoli uh, the next year. And we did no telling how many cities um, together. So he walked a mile would have been toward the end of that tour. Cause that was on my third CD. 
don't even think it was out quite yet. Um, no, that song, I'm, I might agree with you that that is my favorite of the ones that I ever did. Um, it's up there for sure with Saving the World and that one. Um, and I remember that it was written by a friend of mine named Dan Muckala. And when I heard the demo, it was the quickest, for me, it was the quickest yes I'd ever given on, on, cause we would listen to a lot of songs and have a lot of songs being pitched to me and some I'd have to mull over, but it was just an instant, like, that's really unique. The meter of it, what it said, um, the guitars on it. I just, uh, cause I was wanting to go into a less traditional, more contemporary feel on that third CD stained glass. And he walked a mile, just, um, just was really killer. And I was, I've sang that song so many times over the years, and it's it's a powerful reminder of what Jesus did for us. Oh yeah. Thanks, thanks for sharing, Clay. Yeah. yeah. I, again, that's my favorite. I love it. And I'll start the music for you if you wanna. If you what key? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, let me let me think. What what key is that in? I don't know. <laughs> So Clay, the next this next segment of our podcast uh, is where we let who we're interviewing just build our listeners' faith by just telling a story or a testimony that's maybe maybe even happened recently. Um, so, with that being said, what has God done in your life or doing in your life that you're willing to share? Um, well, I would say right now um, he has he has blessed me. I would say he is. There's consequences, you know, for 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 the wrong you do and the good you do. And patience is definitely um, a good aspect to have. And I think there's been a season in my life, like over the past four years, that I had to just pray for patience um, because of just some life circumstances and... Um, I now see that he has blessed that um, with a new season, and uh, I will I will thank him, you know, for for what he's done. I'm worship pastor at First Baptist Bentonville, Arkansas, and um, he sent a new senior pastor to our church um, almost a year ago, and um, I'm so thankful because um, it's almost like you know I've been at the church almost nine years. And I was telling someone today um, with our new senior pastor, his name is Chris Dixon. Um, God sent him here all the way from Dublin, Georgia. Um, it's almost like I have a new um, position. I have a new job. I have a new, um, and there was nothing wrong with my old job or my old position. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But I'm sure a lot of your viewers can understand how, Burnout can be a real thing, yeah. and I'm not, yeah. I'm not. And I'm not saying I was experiencing it, but something about this new pastor coming in and his new vision um, has been very refreshing. And I feel like I have a new task, and I'm thankful. So it gets back to patience, Lord. Give me patience in this season, you know, because um, I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting anxious. Uh, I need. I need. I need you to pour your patience into me. So that's something that truly, guys, I've lived through over the past few years. 
and I'm thankful that he has what he's done. And uh, I'll give him all the glory in that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And, God is you know, I mean, yeah. it, it, awesome. Even says, you know, without vision, people will perish. And it's so, yes. tr- so true that if you don't, if you don't have that vision constantly in front of you, the, the why behind the what you're doing, it can so easily yeah. get burned out and, and just get in that rhythm of just doing and just being there and mundane. Um, but having that vision and that why in front of you just really like opens up whole new levels of what and why you're doing it. So that's good. hundred hundred percent because, you know, every occupation or even a calling or even people that you think are in just amazing positions, there can be some sameness to what we do. We understand that. I mean, there's some daily, you know, uh, grind about certain aspects of what we do. But if you have that vision and an agreed upon vision, uh, especially with, with the full team of here's what we're trying to get to and everyone's on board, man, it's a, it's a wonderful experience to do that with us. I tried to convey that to a young person recently, just the importance of others and the importance of, 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 of seeing something accomplished together, as opposed to, as a lot of young people do just staying in their room, you know, by themselves. Um, it's, uh, so important to, to get involved with, with others. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. So you're the, you worship pastor. And, uh, so what, what else is going on in your life? What, what can we be expecting or you got anything that you're working on for, you know, the rest of the year or, or what, what, what people can be praying for you for your ministry? Yeah. Well, you know, there's no new recording per se going on right now, but you know, if, if the Lord opens those doors and, and shows me that's what he wants me to do, you know, I, I I would be open to it, but you know, it's been a slow transition for me over the years from entertainment, touring, recording, uh, into local ministry. And when I say slow, I just mean, you know, before I was here, I was at a couple of church plants in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, one was called TLC. It's called the Love of Christ Church. I was there. And our pastor's name was Dana Key. You guys familiar with yeah. the old the group? The Garmo. The yeah, he, he was an awesome Bible teacher. And I was his worship pastor for for a few years, several years, and then I was worship pastor at uh, Faith Baptist Arlington uh, with Pastor Brian Carlisle for a few years before I was called here to Bentonville. So um, that's that's a good little run of of leading worship, and God over the years um, opened that door more and more for me, and gave me more time during the week to devote to local ministry. So. It's real different than going town to town, seeing different people and just being around them for a few hours and then finding yourself in a church body with its family after a while. Because, you know, you see them all the time, you're with them and it's uh, it's a different arm of ministry and it's uh, it's vital. The church. And I, yeah. I'm thankful that I'm thankful where he sent me. Yeah. How, how can we. And our listeners be praying for you in your ministry. Yes. Um, you know, with with COVID and all, I'm sorry I mentioned that word here. We feel right. like it, it, it but it, <laughs> sorry. wow, didn't it hit us all? 
Yeah. And it really, it kind of slowed down a lot of things. And, and I would say it, it slowed down me even thinking about going on, on the road, you know, when I could have some open dates to go out and, yeah. and share other places or my wife, Renee and myself, um, we, we speak in different settings, uh, different marriage enrichment events. So I would just ask for you guys to pray for, for God to open those doors and me to be more open to getting back out there. You know, um, I have a certain amount of time that I can be out. You know, I try to be at home most, most every Sunday to be here at church, but you know, there are other days that we could be out, um, possibly pouring in, um, to different ministries, um, where available, you know, I'm definitely plugged in here at first Bentonville. Um, but just to open those doors and, and even if those doors are here locally, uh, just just pray that um, that I'll be in tune for for what God wants from me. Every opportunity, every every person that I come in contact with, um, had the most amazing encounter with an individual last week, and it was just really unplanned. But um, I was just around this person; uh, they were more or less a repair person, uh, and. Um, before they left, I just said, well, tell me your story. And man, it was, uh, it was really something because they really wanted to share who they were, where they came from, what's been going on in their life, what they struggle with. It was just like, wow, all I had to do was ask. And, you know, I, I prayed for them and, you know, I've kind of kept in contact, but it was, for lack of a better word, it felt divine. It really did. It, it, it yeah. felt pastoral what was happening with my communication with this person and i'm praying that um that god will draw this person to himself to himself yeah yeah i think it's amazing how god will just send us people and like literally yeah. just send us people and if we're just willing vessels he'll use us you know and to, yeah. to touch people and it's all oh, it's awesome. and the very same the very same day my wife renee had a very similar experience. Um, someone, she just bumped into someone that we knew years ago and they, they had a great conversation and, and Renee got to pray with this person, uh, just about some things going on. And it was on the very same day. So we like, I came home from work and I was like, guess what happened? She's like, well, guess what happened? So, um, <laughs> uh, I love Renee so much. You know, we've been married, um, for, uh, coming up on 32 years. And, um, I'm just, uh, I'm very blessed and, you know, God has really walked with us in those 32 years and, uh, four kids, one grandchild. Yeah. Chris, you were born when they were married. 1990. Yeah. 90. Come on. Oh, on the very day. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Which day? May 5th. No. A couple July. months after. He, he wasn't born July. yet. Oh, it's getting weird now. <laughs> Y'all scared me. Chris, Chris, you should have just gone with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just did you did the math. When I said we've been married 32 years, you're like, oh, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, the, you're the old. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Clay. And it was an honor. Really of course. It. Yeah, it's a, a huge honor for us. All right. Well, I'm be able to praying for the, for the three of you as well. All right? Yeah, thank thank you. you.
Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks again to Clay for sitting down and talking with us. We were certainly blessed by our conversation. Be sure, everyone, to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Please leave us a five-star review uh, while you're at it. That's much appreciated. Follow us on all social media platforms at The Christian Music Guys. And we are listener-supported. You can go to christianmusicguys.com to find out more about how you can join our support team. It's greatly appreciated when you do so. And while you're there, you can listen to our most recent episodes. Have a great day, everyone.